Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. This week you've got uh, Jocelyn, me, Josh, and Ryan answering some questions we got on a, a Q&A we put out on our social media. Quarantine's still going strong. I think this is quarantine episode five or six. We're officially out of toilet paper, so to everybody that bought 30 crates of it, enjoy having a clean butt for the rest of your life, uh, and we'll struggle with leaves. Anyway, uh, if you like the episode, give it a share, give it a like, give it a subscribe. We cover a wide variety of topics. We probably spend the longest talking about uh, the ways you differentiate between skill, sport, and strength coaches, and the job of each, and how they have to work together and not do the job, try to do the job of the other one to truly guarantee an athlete's success. Anyway, hope you like the episode. As always, like it, share it around, listen to it with your cat in the room, your dog in the room. Don't let them miss out on the gains too. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Back at it here for episode six. Is that right? Six of the quarantine? Yes. 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 I said that really confidently. Really confidently. Yes, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) I've just checked the files. Episode six of the Business and Barbell podcast. Today, we're just going to kind of free flow with um, some conversation, general conversation. Topics that we think are interesting and uh, have a little fun here. Ryan downloaded TikTok, um, <laughs> and he's currently obsessed with it. Um, I'm just dabbing in it. That's <laughs> how it all starts. I've looked at him three times, and every time he's had his phone, I'm giggling, and I know what he's doing. <laughs> um, we're staying strong, cleaning the gym yesterday, reorganizing. Anxiously awaiting some feedback from our uh, governor. Some states are starting to reopen gyms tomorrow, Friday the 24th. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow's the 24th because Saturday's the 25th. Yeah, so I don't know. I think we'll be open sooner rather than later. Yeah. So we're working on plans to keep you all healthy and safe and fit during these trying times. Um, bring toilet paper. <laughs> we, yeah, we we found everything except man. I cannot find Lysol wipes. They are yeah, they're gone. No they way. they gone. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I don't know. Or any kind of cleaning. I've been able supplies. to get cleaning supplies, but Lysol wipes, man. Yeah. The uh, Georgetown Kroger has a lot of toilet paper now. I was like, all right, we're past it. <laughs> this pandemic's over. Toilet paper. Yeah, there's like stuff. a a chart <laughs> of stuff. During this, and it says like coffees like stayed at the top, and like yeah, of course, liquor yes. like gone up, and then toilet paper like spiked, and then it came back down after. I've definitely days. been contributing to the fifty-five percent increase in alcohol sales myself. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's become Same. my my. <laughs> this, is, this, this needs to be over. Um, but. All in all, everything's going pretty good. Still, we're getting ready to launch our uh, Train Heroic online programming for folks that maybe want to train remotely, and it'll be a little different than our What's in Our Wad together. There'll be separate tracks that all of us manage, and um, I think it'll be a cool way for people to train that maybe don't want to come to the gym yet or are interested in something a little different than um, our CrossFit programming. Um, 
and just looking for something more specific to what maybe they're they're approaching um and it just also allows us to broaden our scope for world domination yep does anybody have anything they want to talk about ryan what (laughs) you look to you (laughs) no no (laughs) not a thing jocelyn Mm. yeah i'm not too chatty today what do you guys Shocker. Yeah, actually, I had, I had a question because I know what I, I know what I want to do on Train Heroic. Do you guys know what you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to lean more towards um, catering to women, um, basically healthcare professionals, um, a lot of nurses, um, EMTs, paramedics, cops. We all kind of have the same issue, which is kind of. Um, you're on your feet a lot. There's a lot of knee, a lot of lower back, a lot of um, injuries, and a lot of people kind of let themselves get out of shape while they're taking care of other people. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna definitely lean towards that. I also want to do like an eight-week block of a recliner to recruit class, which will be um, not just for females. It will be for anybody who is thinking about wanting to go uh, to the military or want to enter a police academy or. Mm-hmm. Um, fire department recruit class so that's kind of what I'm going to be focusing on I like that name yeah. recliner to recruit I like that <laughs> um, I kind of thought I'm still kind of thinking on it because the program I've already written is more geared towards um, it's it's a strength program but it also is kind of more of a I guess a competitor track mm-hmm. but um, you know it's kind of hard to um, you know, just kind of want to be able to write to a correct audience, so I may switch the conditioning up a little bit, but yeah. it's going to be a strength program for sure. I know I just want to write like, do you want to get jacked? Yeah, that's, that's just what I'm just like. That's that's just what I want. That's yeah. what I want to write. So I was like, let's just do it. Let's yeah. just dive head in. So a lot of uh, people that I'm trying to cater towards, I really think will benefit from strength training. Obviously, that's we're super strength biased here. But it's going to be a way that I can kind of creep that in without them realizing it. And then they're going to love it before yeah. it's over. So yeah. if that makes sense at all. Yeah, ma'am. Sure. I'm going to – I have a open ear, I guess, with the uh, the kids. That's kind of been what I do. So continue to try and provide quality strength and conditioning for kids that might not be able to come to our facility, you know, whether it's time or cost prohibitive, this would be a more affordable way to have my services, I guess, from an online perspective and um, still get quality training in. I think that is really lacking for a lot of kids. Um, you know, they <clears throat> people don't train poorly because they want to. It's done out of good intentions. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of information. And they just Google some stuff and, like, Every dad ever has bodybuilded, air quotes. So, you know, like they just don't understand training. They pick 10 exercises, five sets of 10, and they're all on the front side of your body. And we're going to try to battle that with what we're doing with it or at home. And, you know, as this thing like kind of shakes out, 
we're still talking about, I mean, we could conceive like some blended programs where somebody might follow our services online, come to the gym one or two days a week. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think the scope, there will always be a need for our group classes. It's That's never going to go away in the community that we've built here. But I think there are going to be more opportunities that come about because of this pandemic. Yes. And allow us to do some things differently. Maybe it's caused us to think outside the box to really just offer a better, more well-rounded service. Not there's other, there's other, there's more ways to get in fit than just coming through our doors. Yeah. And I think more and more people are seeing that more people have made an investment in home equipment, but at the end of the day, you still need a coach. I need a coach. We all need coaches and we provide coaching for a lot of folks. So this is something that Josh has been talking about for a year at least about trying to do some type of hybrid, um, I just know how to do programming it. or like an extension of our services. So now we were just kind of forced to, which I mean, it is what it is. But hopefully, after all this is over, we, we come out improved. And I think that yeah. that's how it's going to work out. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, nothing like these uh, times to force innovation. Uh, if you sit back and try and wrap your head around, like, oh, woe is me blah, 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 like, you're just not, you always have to innovate or you're going to die, and, you know, we're just trying to find ways to do that. Yeah. I see the same people bitching on Facebook and Instagram about this and this, and, like, you can do that all you want, stick your head in the sand and hope that things just magically go back to normal, and I try to, I mean, I want to think like that sometimes, because normal is really comfortable, but... The reality is it's not going to be normal. It's not going to be normal after this. Things are not going to go back to like, oh, we just had a global pandemic. <laughs> All this shit What's just up, happened man? and everything's going to go right back to exactly how it was. It's not. People are going to be scared to come back to our facility. Some people are. Some people won't. Some people, the day we say we're open, they'll be here. Busting down the door. Yep. <laughs> and other people just aren't. And that's okay, too. Like, I think it's okay to feel however you want to feel about this. There's no right or wrong way, but we want to try and capture all, you know, like meet people where they're at. And that's the same way that when you come to our facility, we want to meet you where you're at and where you are trying to go with your fitness. And through the internet, I think we can do that for a lot more people. So, um, that probably can segue us into our first question about quality training or what, what is our question? Uh, Basically, like, kind of what's the difference between a sports coach and a uh, sports and a strength coach? Like, a sport and skill and a strength coach, like, what are the differences between those? Or why are they important? Like, why is each individual one important, especially at the high school level? Wow, that's a rabbit hole. So, yes. <laughs> Jeb's good at that. So, I can, this is just my two cents. So, it's a skill coach and a sport coach can be blended. Or and are blended probably. I would never pretend, and I, I've told you guys this. I told like I played football from the time I was in fifth grade up until I was in college. I couldn't coach anything. Like I don't know anything about any. I played linebacker. I I, I don't remember any of that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I would be a terrible linebacker coach. And I played that position from the time I was eleven years old up until I was nineteen. You would think that I would know something about it. I really yeah. don't. I, I would not be good at that. I played basketball. 
I don't know shit about basketball. I just don't. I, I don't. So I, I wouldn't be good at coaching those things. Mm-hmm. It's the same way as like the sport coaches. We love strength and conditioning. We read about it. We know rep schemes. We know what hypertrophy is. We know what power development is. Like we know those things and we program accordingly. How would we run a practice? Like, yeah, like, could you run? Could know. you go run a practice? Yeah. No. So, I mean, I could probably like, you know, fake it, but I don't think I'd do very well at it. Yeah, but anyone so, get anything out? Yeah. Of it. So, right. what, in a perfect world, your sports or your skills coaches are gonna stick to that, right? And the, then the strength conditioning coach is gonna be in the weight room, and that ideally, I mean, that generally isn't what what happens because of budget. There's a lot of overlap and a lot of confusion. Yeah, the default goes to the lowest man on the totem pole. Not everywhere. Some people get it. Some people get it, and they have designated people that do a good job. Not everybody gets it. So, oh, Ryan, you're the youngest one on the staff. You don't have any kids? Cool. You get the weight room. Ryan might hate the weight room. Or he might. So what's he going to do? Google some stuff. Hey, this looks good. Or, and, and it's not done out of ill will or, like, I think people generally have good intentions. Sometimes we'll talk to coaches and they'll be like, here, I found, this is what the Denver Broncos use. This has got to be good for our football team. Yeah. Well, I bet all the Denver Broncos can do an air squat and do 10 good push-ups. I'm just guessing that they can probably do that. You'd hope. These kids can't do 10 air squats or 10 good push-ups, so I surely can't use the Denver Broncos training program or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, um, not to ruffle a lot of feathers, but you don't see – you wouldn't see any one of us pretending to be a football coach. Yep. Right. No, but – Yeah. You'll see the opposite. You'll think people act like they are – and most of the time it's because they're thrust into that role, mm-hmm. but they act like they are the be-all, end-all for strength and conditioning when really they don't, they don't know, and that's not their fault. But a lot of it has to do, too, with – Five years ago, I mean, I wasn't doing it, but people really didn't know what a strength and conditioning coach was. Like, yeah. it's like a, a development of this profession and how it's integrated into things. Yeah, and a lot of that's come from CrossFit, really. Mm-hmm. CrossFit has lowered the barrier to entry to the field, which is good in a lot of ways, and it's bad in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but it has brought an awareness, and it's allowed more and more people to make a living doing this stuff because it's brought it to attention to a lot of folks. My opinion is, and is a lot of it comes down to ego. And they think, although that what we do is not rocket science, like you don't have to be a genius to be a great strength coach. You don't. But there are some, some important pieces to it that you need to have a general understanding to. But a lot of it comes down to ego for the male sports. And that's why I've purposefully tried to deal with females in Olympic sports because it's not, the egos are a little different. People are a little quicker to um, be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. You do it. Yeah. Um, It seems like more. um, Football's the worst. And that's where I come (laughs) from. So it's, you have to have a big ego to play football. It's a violent sport. You have to believe in yourself and it's just kind of, it goes with the territory. 
And now that we're more established and we've done here at this gym, we're a little more established and we've put out quality products over the last five years, people trust us a little more. So we, we do work with football players and have, and we have a good deal with, you know, GRC's football team here, but it, it's not like that everywhere. Um, but it, it's just, and then you have the skills. So every, everybody thinks what they do is the most important piece. That is another key component. And we're, I'm guilty of this. I would say we yeah. collectively are guilty, you know, like, Strength and conditioning is the most important thing. If you're not doing that, blah, 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 you're going to be so behind. <laughs> Probably not, but it is important. You know, when we look at, for a kid, and that's, you know, you see these pictures, like there's this big piece of circle, piece of the pie. We are just one piece of the pie, unfortunately. Yeah. Not a huge piece. We're not half the pie. We're just a quarter of the pie. An important piece of this pie and recipe. The crust. Yeah. <laughs> the crust. Um, <laughs> so the foundation, if I you mean, will. But, you know, we're, we're, we're a private-based thing. You know, like our people pay for our services. Yeah. Skills coaches, you pay for their services. Yes. AAU, you pay for their services. So people want to overvalue their piece of the pie because they – Financially, that's yeah, what they make want. a living. That's how you make right. a living. That's how we all make a living. It's way better for the athletes' development if we all work together. Yeah. Because it, when I look at what we do is the, the the base of your athletic development. And if you look at an athlete as a pyramid, their base of your pyramid is going to determine how high that you can go. Mm-hmm. And if your base is poor or if you're built on a bad foundation, you're not going to go very high. Um, if you develop a large base as an athlete and you're strong and resilient and physically capable, it's going to help your skill development. Yeah. Your skill development is going to help your player development. And, and it all, I think, builds upon what we do. For sure. But I don't think that... There have been great athletes that have not... Got done. Genetics are undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and genetics, genetics are undefeated. But you, I think it's cool, a lot cooler. Like the kids that come here that are great, you can tell they're going to be great. If you look at somebody, and I, I'll say this because I'm working with her now, like Kaylee, who has, who's not, I don't want to say she's not athletic, but she, she has to work really, really hard for what she does mm-hmm. because she's not the best athlete so yeah she hits with the coach once or twice a week she comes here three days a week she does her skill softball stuff and her drive like she's very appreciative of all of it too because it doesn't come easy for her whereas like you if you're around people not always but a lot of times great athletes that don't have it's it's like anything anything that comes fast and easy you don't appreciate Great athletes a lot of times don't have to work super hard and they don't figure out why it's so hard for everyone else. So they don't really appreciate their, their God-given gifts so much. So yeah. um, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of got off on a tangent. You're good. But, you good. Um, it's also our job just to get, um, especially athletes, just generally, generally stronger. We don't do a ton of like skill work here. Um, like we'll do some for their sport, but nothing – we're just trying to get them stronger, so we won't ever too much dabble into that field. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to throw a bunch of rubber bands on a person and make them run drills. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that nothing we can do in here can replicate what goes on in in the athletic world. Yeah. The only thing, when people talk, my my opinion of sports-specific training is training those time and energy domains to meet the demands of your sport. Yeah. That's what I think a sport-specific training is. Like if you're a baseball player or a football player, like does your conditioning match the demands of your sport? Yeah. So the average football play is like 40 seconds. So is your conditioning based on 40-second intervals? Like Mm -hmm. are we squatting every 40 seconds? Like those are the things – that is sport-specific training to me. Yeah. Um, not standing on a damn BOSU ball trying to catch tennis balls. I hate that stuff so much. I hate that stuff so much. Does it create some adaptation? Yeah, probably. But is it the best way? No. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It looks fancy. It looks cool on Instagram. And it does. It might do something. But, but also, like we talked about, like how long does it take somebody – how long does it get – how long does it take to get a kid or a teenager to the point that they can stand on a bozu ball and catch a tennis ball that you're throwing at them as opposed to just teaching them how to squat every minute on the minute? Right. Yeah. Right. Which one, yeah, which one, which one's the ever, most bang, which one's the most bang for your buck? When are you ever going to stand on a bozu ball and catch a tennis ball? Like what, what, what's the point? <laughs> I saw on Instagram yesterday. Somebody that's, that's not the tiebreaker in football. Somebody, was, somebody was back squatting, standing on a bozu ball. Yep. Did you see this? Yeah, somebody retweeted it, and it was like, "Man, there must be earthquakes coming this season. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna play. We're gonna play on earthquakes." I hey, mean, I'm always people like if you're training like st- like, and I know that it's a big topic in strength, right? But like stability in your feet, then I kind of get that. But that's a very specific thing to be doing with like some kind of unbalanced like surface. Right, like it's not. I, I don't personally think that like that's the place we use. So we use some like um, we have the sand dune stepper. Yeah. yeah. So in phase one or whatever you want to call it, the first block of what we were doing with Delaney when she was coming back from her ACL, we were doing. I don't know what we call flamingo stands. We were doing mm-hmm. one legged stands on the on the sand dune stepper because yeah. it created a. a you know, it created some stability yeah. where she had to stabilize. And we weren't really able to hinge at that point. So that's just, that's where we started. Mm-hmm. Like 10 to 15 seconds, single leg, on our weak leg. We did both legs, but, you know, just starting there. So, like, we weren't squatting in it. We weren't doing Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And the ATP is, like, one of the most, like, one of probably the most first, uh, sports-specific pieces of equipment we have in here. I mean, you can do a lot on that thing. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. And it's a flat surface. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. <laughs> Is there any services that they plan that aren't? Yeah, exactly. Great. Right? Well, I don't know. It's great. You, no, it's know. great. I'm, I'm, I'm all about flat surfaces that don't move. <laughs> yeah. And then that, I think that's where it starts to get weird. When you have the skills coach, and this is just what I see, so I, I don't – there are probably great skills coaches. Being some, – some sports require more skill than others. Some are more athletic-based. Mm. Baseball, like, for instance, would be an extremely high-skill sport. You don't yeah. have to be – people are going to kill me, but I would make the argument you don't have to be a great athlete to be a great baseball player. 
Ooh. <laughs> I think you have to be really good at your skill. I had heart attacks. <laughs> it's a skill. It's a really, it's, yeah. it requires a high. How many people pick up baseball late in life and are good at it? I mean, with the exception, like there's, ki- there's kids probably playing more than one position. You can be a great athlete and be a great baseball player, but yeah. it's not a requirement. It's yeah. a, yes. more of a skill sport. But it's, uh, the best athletes in America don't play baseball. Yeah. Well, that's what I've, I've always... I've Middle-class white kids <laughs> with parents <laughs> that have a lot of money that pay for all these skills. So, I, I mean, two plays, it's just the facts. Same with soccer in America. Yeah. Look at, you look at the demographics of the people that play those sports. Mm-hmm. The best athletes, by and large in America, come from urban areas. They play football and basketball. Yeah. It's just the way that I mean, it's not. It's it is what it is. Yeah, I've always I've always explained like I don't like when I'm coaching someone I don't I don't like I don't personally take a vested interest in like whether or not I enjoy the sport they play. But like I don't like baseball. Yeah. Right. I think I think it's boring. Right. I don't like watching it. My whole family loves baseball. I was supposed to be named Ted Williams. Like I was supposed to be named after my dad's favorite baseball player. Um, but like I've always explained it that like because they're like well how do you not like it I'm like I will always admit and I'll always say that I can appreciate the amount of skill it takes to stand however far away from a pitcher you are and see something the size of your fist coming at you at 95 miles an hour and hit it out of the park I will never know what that level of skill is like right but I agree with you that like that is still that is a skill that's Mm -hmm. not like I don't know, that's not like, that's not agility, that's not change of direction, that's not the ability to react to another person, like, physically coming into contact with you, which are the sports that I'm interested in, right? Yeah. Um, I, so, no, I'm with you, that's a, that's a, I think that's a really, high, that's incredibly high skill. I played several sports growing up, but I really kind of focused on softball, um, and I did hours upon hours of hours of pitching lessons, hitting lessons, I beat myself up by the time I was a sophomore, and High school, I remember just popping ibuprofen because my shoulder hurt so bad. Mm. But we didn't take, I didn't take training seriously, like weight training. We had, it was my coach. She did the best she could, but nobody knew what they were doing. So, like, the weight room was, like, a waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. And so I was injury prone, and I burnt out. But I am, without a doubt, 100% way more athletic now by training than I was back then. And it makes me really passionate about wanting to get the kids in here to expose them to training because I knew I know how much of a difference that that would have made in my career yep quality training too you know so and it's like the skills coaches think that they do strength training Mm -hmm. somewhat yeah because they set up some cones and do some lunges um or you know just like that kind of stuff the agility ladder things or I don't know what, well, else a, do, what else do the skills coaches do? I, there's also, and I don't want to talk badly about them. I don't want to give the 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 connotation me, yes. that I'm but, that I'm like dogging it. But I think it's like when they try to do what we do, it looks bastardized in the same way that if we were trying to put some bands around your hips and give you a, <laughs> a weighted yeah. club and tell you to swing, like. Mm-hmm. And I think we that's just, a, I think that's a big thing that happens is that like it's just that crossover and it's that lack of people like communicate with each other like skills coaches and strength coaches should talk and communicate and work together but it's like stay in your lane 
right? That kind of thing. Yes. Right? It's like it's like know what you're good at and do that. Like it's like you said earlier. Like I would never claim to be a skills coach, right? Even to the things that I think I know really well and I'm proficient at, I'm not going to teach somebody like how to perform a sport because the only sport I know how to do is grapple, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm still not going to teach someone how to shoot a double leg, right? It's like because that's not my job. I'm a practitioner and I'm a strength coach, right? I'll get you better at it, but just because I'm going to, like, make you stronger. But I'm not going to teach you how to do it. So, yeah. And you would willingly work with somebody. If you had an athlete come to you and you were trying to help them get better, you would willingly work with whatever skills coach, whatever coaches. And and in an ideal world, it's strength coaches, sport coaches, skill coaches, all working together, setting their egos aside. But we all have egos. Yeah. To some extent. We all have egos. And in the same same breath that we were talking about last podcast with – Matt mm-hmm. uh, Barnhart and Ryan Shelton, who are physical therapists and chiropractors. You know, Matt's Matt's a chiropractor. Ryan's a physical therapist. In the same breath that we all work together, it's just the same thing is needed. If I've learned anything through small business ownership, the more that you can collab- collaborate with smart folks, the better off you're going to be. Yep. Um, Everybody wins. It's just building the trust that comes with, you know, when you're coaching athletes, like you really, a lot of, a lot of coaches like really like, and I I feel the same way about the kids that I train with the kids that I train, like you get really attached to them and you want the best for them. And you are hesitant to introduce them to other people that you don't know because you don't know their intentions. So, I think it's it's hard to build that level of trust, but once you have it, you have it. Um, so it's it, that's what we talk about, like the Georgetown location. Yeah. It's like it it's it's a process that can't be microwaved. It doesn't happen overnight. It's it's just like consistent relations with folks over and over, and showing quality and like having people's best interests in mind. To develop that level of trust yeah but what's well, even like uh even like professional and college athletes and their facilities and their their team uh they have at each college i mean they all have specific coaches for them so like even in the the high school setting you run you i mean you run into that more like you know one coach thinks that he can do everything but you know it, yeah. in, in a college setting or a, a professional setting they they have a coach for each yeah individualized category so it's not and other people do it better than others whereas like everybody has an equal voice right or you know like Jason Gusick our, our buddy over at applied strength and conditioning you know like fight camp like yeah the boxing you got the boxing coach you got the strength coach you've got the MMA guy and like you guys work together, work together yeah. on and in high school I think the administration doesn't always see the importance of it some sport coaches do some don't some coaches some teams work with people some don't here of late there's been with the internet you know there's so many kids doing really bad dangerous things and they're posting it inside the facilities of their school I think it has brought a heightened level of awareness to the need for strength and conditioning at the high school level. Some high schools are doing it, some are not. Like our friend Corey Chapman, you know, he's a former owner here of the gym. Like he's now the strength and conditioning coach at Madison Southern. 
Frederick Douglass has got a guy, you know, high schools around us are getting strength and conditioning coaches because it's, there's a real value for it. There's a need for it because kids are less prepared for their sports than they've ever been, and they're playing more sports on a higher level than they ever have, causing really significant injuries at an earlier age than, than we've seen in the past. So the lack of physical development is real, and this, the studies show it. The ACL injuries show kids are not meeting – they're not ready for the demands of their sport. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to get everybody on board – and, and finding the money to pay for it, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough deal for the schools. Yeah, but the money's there. It's just finding finding a, the value finding the value in it. And I, I read Travis Mash. He's a he's a coach, a, a weightlifting coach, and he was saying, "Would you put up swimming pool at your high school and not put a lifeguard there? Probably not, because yeah. a lot of you can drown. Well, the <laughs> weight room is an equally as dangerous place, and a lot of thing, bad things can happen there. Would you not put a you know a professional in there to um, watch over your children to make sure? Yeah. And it, you know, we I talked to a lot of parents who are like, "Thank you, like we're just so happy to know that you're teaching our kids the right way to do this stuff." So many kids on our team get hurt year after year doing stuff in the weight room and i i understand the value of being part of the team and if that's what your team's doing i will never ever tell a kid to not participate in their team's weightlifting i do give them some pointers i ask what they're doing so i can help them do it right and if some stuff is dangerous i do tell them like all right like just do it really really light or like yeah Use your best judgment if you don't feel confident and safe doing something like be part of the team, but mm-hmm. be smart. Um, so we could t- I could talk a lot yeah. more about that. Um, we're wrapping up our hour, though, and I think we have a game we're going to play here. We're yeah, going to go real quick. We're going to play Russian roulette, so, home gym. Yep. You can only take four items. Yep, so we're going to go around just one at a time. You're just going to name it one at a time, so we're going to go in the circle four times. What are your top four picks for a garage gym? Before we start, is it implied that we already have a barbell? No. No. Nothing. You cannot. And if it's once it's gone, it's gone. So if Chris takes a barbell first you can't and you've got a squat rack, you're SOL. Yeah. So you can't, like, repeat what somebody else says. Who's starting? Josh. I'm going with... A pair of 70-pound dumbbells. Um, 75-pound-ish sandbag. (laughs) (laughs) Five, Um, four. I'll do do the 50-pound fat bells. I would take a 106-pound kettlebell. A bench. A handful of bands. That's a, oh. that's a good loophole. I like that. <laughs> so bands are off the table. Bands are off the table now. Oh. Uh, I'll take a sled and a yeah, assault bike, skier. Uh, any size kettlebell. No, the kettlebells are gone. Oh, yeah, kettlebells are gone. Yeah, kettlebells yeah. gone. Yeah, kettlebells gone. You said seventy pound dumbbells. I said one hundred and six pound kettlebell. 
So. So wait. So. Dumbbells are gone. Inverse curl. Take the oh specific with belts <laughs> gone. Yeah, the belts gone. <laughs> this is in a garage gym. Well, this is just our facility. So you said inverse curl? Yeah. I mean, yeah, people have those. And you said a belt squat? Yeah. Uh, a pull up bar. Uh, a 35 pound Hungarian bag. You know what those are? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what those are? It's like the what? thing they on on Rambo. <clears throat> I can't remember right now. What they're it's like, like a. It looks like a. Is it the one that's curved? Yeah, it's like are a curved bag. Yeah, on the edge strap. Of them? Okay. Put them on your shoulders and jump with them. There's a big thing now where you fill those with water. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, man, that would. Make I think it comes from like the like, I bo- I don't know. I'm probably like totally wrong, but I think that those. It's what they the bags they like used when they played the Hungarian football, okay. like what Rambo when yeah. they have like the calf. Okay, they, you, that makes sense. Uh, football bar. No weights. Hmm. Well, I've got bands. <laughs> 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 you fermented the shit out of it. Um, uh, I guess I'll do the yoke. That's like good. you'll like get like a yoke. Yeah. Uh, somebody took sleds, right? Yeah. I'll take a wheelbarrow. So I got dumb. I got seventy-five pound dumbbells, a bench. Yeah, that's yeah. That's... Thirty-five pound Bulgarian bag. And my last item. No, you already took. You took the I dumbbells have... too. That yeah, was one those... thing. Those I have three good. items. How do you have three items? I have four. And dumbbells you went first. Bag. <laughs> you went first, and I have four. I got dumbbells, bag, and a bench. Okay. Hungarian bag, dumbbells, bench. That's all I got. Man, how did we miss you? <laughs> I was like, I've got four. And then I would take a 40-pound uh, medicine ball. Strong choice. I'm going to be fit. Oh, no, I do actually. Nope. Uh, I already had a skier. Yeah, you oh, did. That, yeah. Was that, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Right. I'm still going to be really fit. Let's go Let's go buy this stuff. Get <laughs> our garage gym going. I have, I have, like, so I've taken the fat bells to my garage gym. Mm-hmm. I have... The 44s, the 35s, and the 26s. Those are pretty universal. Last question. And you can use those for about everything. They're great. Yeah. The fat bows are great. Last Except question. Except for half moons. Why is peaches and cream oatmeal so good? Because peaches are delicious and you put cream on anything, it's good. I guess. Never had That's my answer. I like Justin's <laughs> reaction, but that's my answer. I like peaches. I prefer my peaches with cottage cheese. <laughs> Not oatmeal. I like my oatmeal with apples and cinnamon. All right. Well, you, Jim. Thanks for another episode. Look for a train heroic stuff coming out, and hopefully we'll be opening up the gym in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Cool. All right.